a small bulletin correction. It says in my bio here that uh, his claim to fame, my claim to fame, is helping Dr. McConnell get through seminary, and the truth of the matter is he's the one who got me through seminary. <laughs> and uh, I've known him for 40 years, and the same person you see in the pulpit and the same person you see as your pastor is the same person of faith and integrity that he has been for 40 years. Wonderful. So uh, you can only imagine what a great honor it is for me to serve as one of your visitation pastors and with such a wonderful staff. I love you all. Uh, to serve this uh, congregation that I have come to love and to get to see my friend Steve all the time. What a blessing. Uh, the scripture for today uh, comes from the New Testament, 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, beginning with the 13th verse. Hear the word of God. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who have died, so that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have died. For this we declare to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will by no means precede those who have died. For the Lord himself, with a cry of command, with the archangel's call, and with the sound of God's trumpet, will descend from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up in the clouds, together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Come, O Holy Spirit, come. Come as the fire and burn. Come as the wind and free. Come as the rain and cleanse. Convict us, convert us, and consecrate us until we are wholly thine. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, glory, glory, hallelujah is the name of my little shih tzu uh, that I inherited from my parents as they declined and passed away uh, dad in 2016, mother in 2018. 
And I always say that glory, glory, hallelujah's name was twice as long as she is. <laughs> and mother, uh, while still alive, would ask me, you know, I must have been a hundred times and I pretty much had to put my hand on the Bible and swear that if they, if my parents weren't able to ever take care of her, that I would take care of her. Yes, mother, I, I promise. Yeah, like I was going to drop her off at the shelter. Not mother. Glory, glory, hallelujah. <laughs> so over the past three years, I had become very, very, you know, close to glory, glory, hallelujah. Um, my favorite story of her was uh, as she was coming in from outside, I would always say, oh, you're such a goody girl. Now, I, I have to tell you, uh, and that would be the phrase I'd use whenever she did something that was good, you know, oh, you're a goody girl. But I've, I have to be honest with you, I've always sort of rebelled against, you know, talking baby talk to a dog. I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but, but I'll just say over time, glory, glory, converted me. Uh, to being kind of goofy when I was around her. Uh, so she's just come in, and I'm laying on it on way, way, way too thick. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you are the goody girl. Oh, glory, such a good... Are you the goody girl? I know you're the goody, 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 goody. You are such a... You know, I'm going on and on. I have rarely ever did that that much. You are such a goody, goody, goody girl. And suddenly, I hear a voice but it's coming from my pocket. <laughs> and I have just accidentally dialed someone on my cell phone <laughs> who's overheard me saying, are you the goody, goody, goody girl? <laughs> so I rip my cell phone out of my pocket, I turn it off, you know, hang up, but then I think, oh, they're gonna call. Oh, by the way, who it was was the head administrator of the care facility where my mother had passed away. <laughs> and let's just say she was a little bit more like Nurse Ratchet than Mother <laughs> Teresa. You know? Uh, utterly humorless. So she's heard me go on and on about, are you the goody girl? Turn off the phone. Let it sit. Don't answer it. When I do turn it on, I realize that she has called me back. And then I think, well, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Discretion allowed me to just set the phone down. But I decided if she did call me and I saw her name pop up, I would say, is this the goody girl? <laughs> so yes, you know, I had promised my mother, whatever, 1,200 times to take care of glory, glory, hallelujah. And uh, after both of my parents passed away, uh, I realized that this little bundle of fur, uh, who I was charged, to take care of. You want to know something? She was really taking care of me. Do you know what I mean? She was getting me through that time of loss and missing 
my parents. And uh, thank you, Lord, for that. So you can imagine my total shock at the beginning of this month, January 6th, when Glory Glory has had a marvelous day, robust breakfast, robust dinner, playing out in the yard, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. But that evening, she had a little spell, and it was like her back legs weren't quite working right. So I tried to find, you know, one of these veterinary, all-night veterinary hospitals that are open, and I'd call, and they'd say, well, we're full, and I'd call another one, and another one, and another one. Finally, I wound up in Lakewood Ranch and, uh, out there, and then finally uh, they said, well, she really needs to go to a more specialty hospital. So at 3 a.m., I'm driving her uh, to Tampa, Florida. Um, it's okay. It was worth it. And um, after the tests, a very kind vet came out, and she said to me, um, well, Gloria has a very large tumor. Um, and in her opinion, um, it was likely inoperable, it was cancerous, it had probably spread, it was, and she said that really the options were either to put Glory to sleep or to take her home uh, under, she called it palliative care, and then at some point she would also need to be put to sleep. But the, the, the doctor said, well, she might have two days, she might have two weeks. And of course, what did I hear? I didn't hear two days. I heard two weeks, right? That's the way we always are, isn't it? And as I was driving her back uh, from Tampa, though, she would yowl out in pain, and I went, Oh, it's really not even two days, is it, Lord? It's really just a couple of hours. So I called uh, another vet. Um, you know, there's this, it's a really, it's such a gracious, loving service. A, a vet will come to your home. Friday, this is Friday night, so from 9 o'clock Thursday to 9 o'clock Friday. And, you know, Friday evening, the vet shows up at my house. I've been sitting in the chair that Gloria always sat in, you know, and I'm holding her, and I'm petting her, and I'm saying, yes, Gloria, I love you. You are the goody girl. Um, that came, handled the whole process with such gentleness and dignity. And as I was uh, patting her, I felt her relax. I felt her breathe her last breath. And I felt 
the last time her heart beat. Yes, Glory, you are the goody girl. Wow, I was crying like I was a little child, you know? Brought back everything. You know how like one loss will push a button of another loss? and Brought back my father's death and my mother's passing. You know, and I'm a pastor, I should be tough, right? <laughs> Good, thank you. Pastors appreciate that statement, right? No, we're, we're not tough. Uh, if anything, we have a very tender heart. I've wept for people. Uh, I've blubbered in the pulpit at their funerals. I've wept for my parents. But, you know, I had never wept for a little dog before. And I realized, of course, I wept for much more than just little glory, glory. I wept in that moment for all the accumulated losses in my life. Why couldn't I stop grieving? I'm a pastor. You know, little children are starving to death in Haiti, and I'm weeping over the death of a little dog, you know. You know, we don't control our grief. Our grief controls us. That's the truth. We don't control our heart. Our heart controls us. Now, this is a little sermonic riff here. This is on, uh, you, you might say, what not to tell someone who's grieving. Um, oh, it's just a little dog. You can get another one. Uh, she was old. It was her time. You know, don't do that to somebody. Don't try to stifle them and shut them up just because their grief is causing you discomfort. Um, now, here's, here's my least favorite statement. Heard it in the funeral home. Didn't the undertaker do a nice job with the makeup? <laughs> you know? Right? You know, like this is the ideal moment to comment on the undertaker's art. You know, no, come on. Right? <laughs> um, a woman once in a former congregation of mine um, and this was right after my grandmother had died, and I had, like twice, in very small ways, mentioned the fact that she had passed away. This was years ago. And this woman makes an appointment, and she says, I want to speak with you about your grandmother, and I'm thinking she's going to come to say, you know, a word of encouragement. And she says, this is an exact quote, we don't want to hear about your grandmother anymore. One day you'll have a real loss, and then you can tell us about that. I was stunned. You know, it's like, thank you for sharing that. 
you know, <laughs> what, do you, what do you say? But, you know, I've, I've thought about it. I don't judge one person's grief as worthy and another person's grief as being unworthy. It's their grief. Just walk with them through that time. And as uncomfortable as it may be for you, you know, as it may push your own grief buttons, just be with someone. The power of presence in somebody's life. By now, I think, I hope that you've figured out that this sermon is not about a little dog. This is a sermon about the losses and the grief that we have in life. Uh, but you want to know something, those of us in Christ, and we are, we are blessed, if I may say, even in our grief that we have a Lord and a Savior who loves us and will help us and will weep with us and will walk with us. You know, our Scripture for First Thessalonians declares that you may not grieve as others, as others do, who have no hope. No, we grieve, and it's right to grieve, it's okay to grieve, but we do not grieve as the world grieves, as a people without hope, because when we are in Christ, we always have a hope, and this is a hope which will never disappoint us. We have an unshakable promise from the Lord Jesus Christ who was dead and is alive forevermore. You know who um, He, the Savior, wept at his friend Lazarus's death. Jesus knew what was going to happen. Jesus knew that Lazarus would be raised from the dead. Jesus knew. And if Jesus wept, we can weep also. Our Scripture, the loving God promises, so we shall always be with the Lord. Our sadness can never take away His abiding presence. He promises right at the end of the Gospel of Matthew, lo, I am with you always, even to the close of the age. Thank you, Lord. He promises us, and His promise is sure. I, he says in the Gospel of John, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. What a great promise. So on the uh, Sunday morning, uh, after Glory Glory had passed away, um, I have a little daily personal 
prayer and devotional and study time each morning early. And uh, I was expressing my grief to God, but I listened to music, too, as part of that. And I happened uh, to be listening to a song, it was almost, it was completely random, that had a recurring line in it, and the line was this, I give glory to your name, O Lord. I give glory to your name. And in that moment, as I'm hearing this, I can see myself lifting up my little dog. I'm giving glory, right, to the name, up to God. You know, and in that moment, there was something very healing because, you know, the, the divine presence of Jesus came and was ministering to my heart. He will not leave us comfortless. He will come to us. And this whole passage in 1 Thessalonians concludes, it's basically, it's sort of a, a vision of what it will be like when the Lord wraps it all up. When the trumpet sounds, you know, when heaven and earth pass away, when the clouds are rolled up like a scroll, when we're caught up to a place where pain and loss and sickness and death is no more. When death itself is defeated, when the Lord, as the Scriptures promise, wipes every tear from our eye, when we are finally brought into the presence of God in whom there is no darkness, there is only light, and glory is the light of His presence. We see Jesus face to face. And as the Scripture attests, we see the glory of God in the face of Christ. We understand everything that we do not understand in this life. We understand even as we are understood, all in the light of glory. the glory of God, it shines with a radiance. There's no need for the sun or the moon. And that light and that glory never fades and for all eternity. And every loss in life is replaced with His presence and His glory. What a great day that will be. Glory, glory, hallelujah, and amen.